I Hear America Singing by Walt Whitman. He writes about how America is full of hard workers that all enjoy what they do. There is a line that says, each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. This line shows that Whitman sees Americans as a unique people that all have different interests and value their work. Welcome back everyone, I'm Brandon Karaja, and today I will be talking about the effects of the American dream on how we view our society. I will also explore whether there is work that needs to be done to make Whitman's America a reality. Early American culture put us on top. Many Americans believed that our unique form of government and mix of people from many different countries made us a superior nation. John L. O'Sullivan wrote Manifest Destiny in 1839. One line that exemplifies the belief that Americans are superior is, our national birth was the beginning of a new history, the formation and progress of an untried political system, which separates us from the past and connects us with the future only. O'Sullivan truly believed that America was ahead of its time, and he believed that America was somewhat disconnected from the rest of the world because of our superior political system. Many Americans shared O'Sullivan's beliefs, which led to westward expansion and the Mexican-American War. O'Sullivan's concept of manifest destiny was used to justify expanding west and displacing the native peoples that lived there. It was also used to justify the Mexican-American War, which ended with Mexico giving up half of their territory to the United States. This new land included California and several other states in the southwest, and gaining this new land caused the U.S. to double in size. After the war, the U.S. needed a transportation system that could take people from the East Coast all the way to the West. And the solution to this problem was railroads. In just 30 years, the U.S. built 30,000 miles of track connecting the nation. There were 500 different rail lines across the country, and standard time zones were created to aid in scheduling, departure, and arrival times for all the trains. The railroads weren't just a way to move people around. Young entrepreneurs like Richard Sears realized that trains opened up a whole new type of business. Sears was able to send out catalogs full of all kinds of merchandise, and ship them all across the U.S. using the new railways. This new economic system, made possible by the railroads, led to the rapid development of the U.S. into a modern nation. This rapid development and new economic system brought the U.S. into an industrial revolution. New technologies were enabling things that were never possible before, and businessmen were investing in many new industries. These people were known as captains of industry because they all entered into a very new industry and turned them into extremely successful businesses. Some examples of captains of industry are Henry Ford in the automobile industry, Thomas Edison in electricity, and John D. Rockefeller in the oil industry. The Industrial Revolution was the start of a new era for American businesses, but it was not necessarily good for the workers. At the start of the Industrial Revolution, there were no laws against child labor, and many children had to work in factories instead of going to school because their families needed more money to survive. Factory jobs were extremely dangerous and children were paid even less than adults. 
conditions were not good for the adults either. In the jungle, Upton Sinclair exposed all of the terrible working conditions workers were exposed to in the meatpacking industry. The workers in the meatpacking industry would routinely get all types of severe burns and cuts, and some even died. The jungle also exposed the health risks in the meatpacking industry and the need for regulation. The health of customers did not seem to be of any concern to the people running the large meat companies, so the government was required to step in with the new laws and regulations. Eventually, most of the problems brought up during the Industrial Revolution were rectified by the government, and the country moved a lot closer towards the America Whitman wrote about in his poem. The FDA was formed in 1906, not long after The Jungle was published. Laws were also passed requiring children to be in school, and therefore preventing them from working in the factories. Protections for workers' unions were also passed to make sure large corporations didn't take advantage of their workforce. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about how the American dream has caused America to change and evolve over time. Come back next time to hear about the modern American dream and what happens if it shatters.